0: Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What. I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. I'm just saying. Mimi said, what is the perfect outlet for women with busy lives? Mimi update. I'm back and I feel like myself again. Um. Let's see. The last time I talked to you all was back in October. So that was right around my birthday, uh, which is when I wanted to start season three. But y'all, I I couldn't. I tried everything and I just could not show up for myself so I have been really struggling with my mental health and because of that I was doing the things that I needed to do but beyond that nothing else was getting done um if I had a commitment which I had very few to others then I managed to show up for them as not you know to leave them hanging but I definitely was just unable to show up for myself um and so that's why it has been so long now um Obviously, I took care of the kids and my household and things of that nature, but it was hard. Um, I'm working from home 100%. We're now officially remote Um, and I'm just mostly in the house. The pandemic is still happening, Um, but what I didn't realize is how bad it really, really wrecked my mental health. Um, That probably coupled with the drastic decline of like social interactions, it had me all messed up. Um, I definitely felt like a shell of my form, my former self, and I did not like it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent as I'm still on a hunt for a good therapist. Therapists have been sold out like some goddamn Nike Jordan ones that dropped at 10 o'clock. Like they are booked, booked, which is great for everyone who is able to book them, but trying to find a good fit, Lord, that part has been a challenge. Um, but Despite still being on the hunt Like I said I definitely feel like my old self again Um I I don't know I don't know what the answer was Honestly I think Some of it has to do with winter uh, My husband is someone who suffers from SADS The seasonal anxiety disorder Um And I typically don't But I think this year Coupled with everything Yeah It got me pretty good Um actually, you know what? I think the one thing that did kind of give me a recharge was a couple weeks ago. So the first weekend of September, uh, one of my clients, Supermom Culture, had a Supermom weekend in Atlanta. Y'all, it was everything. So I flew in on Friday and I flew out on Sunday. Now, we are almost two years into the pandemic. And um, yeah, that was the first time I had been on a plane. So I had a little bit of anxiety about that, but I never fly without my peppermint oil. Um, I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted, I had my mask on all those things. So I took all of the precautions that I could take. And to attend, you had to be tested and you had to share your results. So I had done all of the things. And It was a recharge I desperately needed. I didn't even realize how bad I needed it until after it was over. And I realized that I was starting to feel like my old self again. Yeah, Um, (laughs) if you had told me that I'd be in this situation, I'd have been like, nah, I'm good. I'm always the friend that's good. You know, they always say, check on your strong friends. I'm always good. Uh, I definitely struggle with asking for help. Even if I need it, I'm just, I'm always like, I'm good. But in this process, the one thing I was really good about was not lying to myself. And so I would tell my husband like, yo, my mental health is struggling. And I could feel it getting worse. I would tell my best friends and, you know, have the conversation about it. If I was talking to my mom or my sister or whatever, you know, I would tell them I didn't want to pretend like everything was okay when I knew it wasn't. Um, And while I couldn't put my finger on every single thing, I knew it was different and I was not willing to pretend this time. So um, that also allowed for some good conversations to be had and things of that nature. My girlfriends and I talk about all kinds of stuff anyway, um, as do my husband and I. And so there isn't a subject that's off limits. And let me tell you, mental health is probably the least of conversation i'm worried about if y'all saw some of the stuff we talked about you'd be like what in the world (laughs) um but it was it was nice to talk about it and um some of them were having their own struggles some not as severe but different um i don't know but i'm riding this wave hopefully it's here to stay we are slowly headed into spring which means that even though I am 100% remote that I get to get outside a little more. Actually, you know what? I am getting outside more, getting more fresh air. I'm not closing all of my rings as I'm not actively exercising, but I kind of am averaging about closing two a day, which is leaps and bounds. I'm no longer a bump on a pickle, as T would say. So I'm making great strides. And during all of this time, I've also um, been taking care of myself. I went and made sure I got my annual physical, got my mammogram um i've told y'all my mom is a breast cancer survivor so i'm very intentional about checking out the girls um i even checked out my lady bits when i had my annual appointment too um but in 2022 i have definitely made a very conscious decision to bump me up on a priority list and it's paying off it is paying off um outside of that we got a dog I am officially a pet owner. Now we are new to pets and um, not only are we, well, the kids had goldfish. I feel like they don't count. They, uh, it was so long ago too. This is the first time we've had dogs. So, well, let me take that back. Okay. So let me give y'all some backstory. So my husband didn't grow up with any pets and when I was young, we had pets, but I was so young that I don't recall. So I remember pictures of two dogs that we had. Um, One was like a little poodle type dog. Her name was Smurfette. And the other one uh, was a big husky. And her name was Cherokee. But I don't remember living or existing with these dogs because I was so young. My sister's six and a half years older than me. And so these were her dogs, really. They, dogs she wanted. Um, so I had no dog experience. This was all a stab in the dark. Um, my daughter has asked for a dog for years and we were just like, no, no, no. And then the more I started to give it some thought, I was like, well, now is the better time than ever. I'm home 100%. I don't rip and run. I'm not as busy like we used to be pre-pandemic. And so... um, Now was the time. So around October, um, I had to work on my husband. (laughs) Uh, So around October, he gave me the green light to go ahead and put a deposit down. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Top of October. And so our dog, um, his name is Jersey, uh, aka Sir Jersey Robinson of Randywine. And we welcomed him into our home on Christmas Eve. And he was born at the end of October. So if you follow me on social, at Mimi Cute Lips, and you absolutely should, then you are no stranger to Jersey. Uh, He is a F1B mini golden doodle. So mini, obviously just meaning that he's small. And the F1B just means he's the first generation backbred. So that means that one of his parents is a golden doodle, right? So they are 50% golden retriever and 50% poodle. That's one parent. The other parent is 100% poodle. So technically or genetically, that means he is 75% poodle. Um, He is hyperallergenic. He does not shed. That was one of my requirements. And they're good family dogs and stuff like that. So he is about four months now. He's about seven pounds. He's supposed to get as big as 25, 30 pounds max. Uh, But we'll see. I feel like even though he's growing, I don't feel like he's growing at a quick rate, but It has been a wild ride being the owner of a dog, both good and bad. Um, We definitely had to get some structure by we, I mean, I had to get some structure in place since he is what my daughter and I wanted, but we are happy to have him. He is a joy. He's the biggest headache and the biggest ball of love all at the same time. Um, Let's see what else. The kids are doing well. Um, Let me see on my hiatus my Mental health break. Uh, my teenager got a driver's license last year before Christmas. My baby is officially a preteen as she turned 10 in January. Um, y'all, I have a 17 year old who will be 18 in our year, Lord 2022. Whew, I got some time, it's not to the end of the year. Um, this parenting thing is moving along. Um, the only baby we officially have is Jersey as the kids are growing up and doing their thing um nori started uh, a business making little beaded bracelets and stuff nasir has a job um so all is well in the kingdom um i've been keeping busy with projects so projects are good for my creativity and they're good for my mental health even before all of this i need to be busy in some way and expressing creativity uh, a la the podcast as well it's a great way for me to do that so my last big project was I transformed the closet in my craft room and turned it into an office space so when I went for my physical my doctor dug in my shit about working from home and she was like so do you have a nice ergonomic setup and I was like yeah no I sit on the daybed in my craft room and she was like you do what so you're just hunched over and she read me for filth She's black, she's a black lady, she's amazing. Uh, She got me together. And so after that, I was like, you right, I need to get it together. And so um, with the help of Babe, my vision came together flawlessly. Um, I'll link it in the description, it's so dope. Um, But I also shared it on social. So that is it for your Mimi update. Um, Today, I am committed to regularly, recording podcasts like I used to, um, if for some reason my mental health just starts to just go, I don't I was, yeah, I can't talk. I was about to say unchecked, but if it starts to change or decline, then um, I don't know how much, you know, I'll be able to show up, but I definitely miss talking to you guys. There's so much I wanted to tell you about that I didn't get a chance to. So let's get caught up a little bit. Pop culture update. Okay, so let's start off with some good old black girl magic as our black girl magic is headed to the Supreme Court. So President Joe Biden kept his word when he said he would nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court and he did that. Um, So he selected Judge Katanji, I think I said that right, Brown Jackson um, as a nominee And um, obviously, this is a historic confirmation. Once it's completed, we believe that it is going to be complete and that she will be the first black woman to sit on the highest courts in the land. Um, She currently sits on D.C.'s federal appellate court and she will be replacing uh, a retiring Justice Stephen on the Supreme Court. So. That is hella exciting um, I'm sure they're going to give her hell during the process Because we know how they do But I am looking forward to an official confirmation and an announcement um, So while I was working on my mental health I started reading a lot of I'm well, not a lot I started reading books Um. I have always loved reading books And I think the older I get I feel like the less time I have to read them So I buy the books and I listen to them on audio, which sounds crazy, but Audible is my friend. So I read um, Gabrielle Union's book, You Got Anything Stronger. I can't remember when it came out, but it is, it's like the follow-up to We're Going to Need More Wine, which came out in 2017. Um, I enjoyed it. I felt like she put it all on the line in this one. Um, She definitely removed the veil and got vulnerable as fuck. She talked about the side babies Her struggle with fertility Raising a trans daughter um, It was really good conversation She talked about some of her past Experiences and um, I thought she did a really good job It kept me Engaged and captured my attention The whole time um, And then Will's book came out I think his book came out back in November Y'all It's an amazing read cover to motherfucking cover Now I was worried that it was going to be the word cookie cutter comes to mind but that's probably not the best fit. I'd say the perfect and polished, the Hollywood will. Uh-uh, we got Big Willie from Philly. Y'all. All right, so I told you I bought a book and I listened to it on Audible. So that's what I did with his. I have been in love with Will Smith since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when I was a kid and Oh, He just keeps rem- reminding me why I still love him so damn much. So he spoke his truth. He didn't hold back. He talked about his troubled relationship with his father, the uh, abuse that they endured at the hands of their father. Um, just finding himself, his fuck it 50s, as we've seen some of that play out on social media when he did the jump and all of that. And just all the ups and downs. Um his relationships with women and the drama that you know came as a result of his decisions, and why he was acting that way like it was, it was deep, but it was so good, which is crazy because at the same time, although he was spilling his own tea, I mean, he talked about hanging out with drug dealers, his house getting run up in y'all. Fresh Prince got way more street cred than, than we ever thought. Um, he from Philly, but. I feel like he talked about it up to writing the book, but we didn't get to really, really understand until the book. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of detail. Um, it also obviously include his music journey and his stardom and all of that. Um, he said that he was done with this perfectly curated life and when I tell you he meant that, also if you want to get if you have not read it already. Get the book if you want it. It has nice pictures and stuff in it. But for the ultimate experience, you need to get the Audible. That was the best motherfucking Audible I've ever listened to in the history of ever. Now, when Will does stuff, he don't half-ass it in any capacity. This Audible is next level. I've never experienced an Audible book. In such a fashion. It was an actual experience. So, okay. He's reading the book like regular authors do. But y'all, he got music in there to like nail, to drill home the story. Like it just flows effortlessly, right? So if he's telling you a story about, we'll say the show, then you might hear like a snippet of the intro to the show and um, like some other clips for maybe interviews and stuff are like woven into it. Um, he's like acting out a scene in some of it. Like it is an experience like you've never had listening to an audible book. If you have never, and you're like, oh, I like holding a book. I get it. Believe me, I do. But make this one your first audible. If you've never, it's called Will by Will Smith. It's top tier. I'm sure it was on the bestseller list as it was incredibly done and it should, should have been on the top of the audible list because it was magnificent, magnificent. And it also felt like if it was a self-help, I felt like he was helping me get my life together at the same time. And not just because of the mental health thing, there is like an element of self-help as he's telling his story, which was really, really interesting, um, but it's so good that I would absolutely listen to it on Audible all over again. So, um those I think those were the two that really stuck out that I enjoyed. All right, so what else? Um The Proud Family is back and I am thrilled. So, Proud Family came out back in the day in like early 2000 and I think it ran for like 4 or 5 years. So, I want to say it was 2001 to 2005. And I used to watch it. Um, I didn't even have my son till 2004, but it was such a cute cartoon about a little black girl and her family. Um, And now they are back. They have an all new original se- uh, series. It's called The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. And it is currently streaming on Disney Plus. It just came out like a week ago, I think last week. So this time around, Penny Proud is a teenager. And she is experiencing teenager things and they talk about it. Um, So one of the things I saw in an article was they talked about how 20 years ago, they used to tiptoe around certain topics and kind of use coded language. But now they going like straightforward. Also, in the last 20 years, TV has evolved. What seemed taboo back then is light work these days. So... Um, I do like that they have changed and they are current. Um, It's so, it still stars the original uh, cast members. Kyla Pratt is still Penny Penny Proud. Tommy Davidson, who is crazy as hell, is still Oscar Proud. And then Paula Jai Parker is Trudy, who is the mom. And my absolute favorite is Sugar Mama, who is still voiced by Joe Marie Payton, aka Harriet um, from Family Matters. And then... Karen Molina White is, uh, Penny's best friend, Dijanae, AKA Charmaine Taisha Brown from the Cosby show in a different world. And then Soleil Moonfry, which is, uh, Punky Brewster is playing Zoe and Alisa Reyes is La Cienega, which is her friend. So, all of the old school favorites are back i like when the originals come back i feel like that's essential when you're trying to do like a reboot or you know continue the series give us the same thing now they did change the theme song a little bit and people are they got their panties in a bunch about it um you still get the gist of the original song it's still in there it's just slightly different i'm not mad one way or the other although I am a sucker for a good jingle and the original one is a good jingle, but this one could easily grow on you. Although the people on Instagram will say otherwise. Um, They also have some dope guests uh, that will be lending their voices during the series to include Lizzo. Um, She's on there as herself. And then Jaden Smith is uh, on there playing somebody else. Lena Waithe is on there also playing somebody else. Al Roker as himself, um, Brenda Song as somebody else too. So there'll be a few familiar voices that you will hear, but um, I think they only have two episodes out right now. I, I was attempting to watch and then my daughter um, took over watching. I had something else to do, so I didn't get a chance to go back to it, but she was so excited. She was like, Moda's show is so good. So it was really cute to see her into it. Um This time around. And since she quickly watched the first two episodes that were available. I told her she should go back and watch the original season. Because it's just as good. All right moving on. So I'm sure you've heard by now that the Wendy Williams show has officially been canceled. After a 14 year run. That's a long ass time. She definitely did what nobody thought she could. And mm, like her or not. She definitely carved out a lane for herself um i have always been a fan of her um it's no surprise i'm somebody who one that likes to run my mouth and i'm unapologetic about a whole lot of stuff now the last two years she kind of fell off it was noticeable to me i didn't feel like she was as sharp as she used to be like when it came to the stories it's like she had to rely on norman and some others to help feed her the stories and sometimes her thoughts weren't as cohesive. And so I know she's had a lot of stuff going on, but uh yeah. So she hasn't been on since last summer. So it's been a minute and they've been scratching and surviving with guest hosts and things of that nature. Um I've tuned in some. Remy Ma and Fat Joe have hosted a couple of times. Um ooh What's that white lady's name? I can't think of her name to save my life. I can see her face. But her and her best friend were on it. They were just okay. They were really obnoxious. Um, Remy, he he'll always be Remy to me. Um shit. Now I can't think of his name, but I actually um don't like him. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. He played Remy in Higher Learning, which is why I don't like him. If you've seen that movie, then you know why. He's been hosting a lot. And when he hosts, I do not tune in. But um, yeah, I'm sure this isn't like the last we've heard of Wendy, although we ain't heard much of anything from her. But I'm sure she'll come back in some capacity as this has literally been her bread and butter all her life. But Sherry Shepard also has been guest hosting and she officially announced that she's getting a show. So she's going to fill Wendy's time slot in the fall. Um, Sherry was good. She has good energy. She's funny. She spills the tea without being messy and hurtful. And I think that definitely won people over. So the Wendy staff will literally just roll over from the Wendy show to the Sherry show. So at least they still have their jobs. All right, moving on. So the show clause came back the top of February with their final season And I was excited for their return because Babe and I had watched all the previous episodes. And then I tried to watch the first episode, y'all. It did nothing for me. Nothing. I think they waited too long to drop the new season. Now, with the pandemic and all that other shit, I'm sure that, you know, delayed their time frame. But for me, it was so long that I completely lost interest. So I'm not watching. Um... I can't even remember if my husband's still watching. I was trying to remember if it was still recording on a DVR. Either way, I'm not watching it. And so, um, yeah. Okay, so The Equalizer. The Equalizer is back. So Equalizer, Um, I know we have talked about it before. It stars Queen Latifah. And it is the TV series of um, the movie that Denzel was in. It's a good show, y'all. I love, love it. Uh, Lorraine Toussaint plays her aunt. And it's so good. Christopher North, who was big and Sex and the City was in it. Then he had some whole um, sexual assault or scandal situation take place. And so I think they wrote him out. But he was a part of the show for most of the episodes. But it just returned On Sunday, so I haven't watched the newest episode. It's sitting on the DVR. But I do know that Jada Pinkett Smith guest stars on a new episode. So that should be fun to see them reunited again. Um, It's still a newish kind of show, but they bring it every episode. I thoroughly enjoy it. So this is the second season. And it's definitely one of my favorites. All right. So moving on. There is a Martin reunion happening, y'all. It has been 30 years since the cast has, like, come together. This time, they're coming together on BT Plus for a reunion special. The details are light, but something to get excited about. Definitely buzz going on. So, the show will be hosted by um, comedian and actor Atheon Crockett. And it's going to feature Martin, Tisha Campbell, Tashina Arnold, Carl Payne, um yeah so the only person not present obviously is tommy you ain't got no job who um his real name was thomas well that was his tv name yes yeah anyway so he passed away in 2016 so obviously um he's the only person missing um so it kind of sucks that it took so long to get here because you are missing him and he was such an intricate part of the story but nothing we can do about that so there is no official date announced about when this is going to air but they did tape it on February 20th so I imagine it shouldn't be too long all right next story so there is a new um four-part series I watched a little special about it on I feel like maybe it was on the Tamron Hall show so it's called Profile the Black Man and it's about dispelling the myths and stereotypes of the black man. So Tina Knowles Lawson, Beyonce and Solange Mama um, is partnering with another gentleman to put it together. And I saw a clip of it. It looks really good, obviously deep and heavy, but the information needs to be shared and it's better that we tell our own stories. So it features some historical footage, some like real life testimony and commentary about the difficulties that black men have faced faced over the years but it also highlights some of their triumphs and resilience so it's not like a doom and gloom but it's like look this is what's really happening so i'm going to watch it i haven't started watching it yet but it is on discovery plus um let's see what else is happening let's talk about will again i told y'all about his book but the sag awards just came on over the weekend and he took home his first ever actor for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role. I hate that the SAG category titles be so long. We don't need all of that. Anyway, he won the award for King Richard. Please tell me you've seen it. You had to have seen it. It came out in theaters and on HBO Max back in November. So you didn't had a few months. Oh, y'all. It was incredible. So will is playing Richard Williams, which is Venus and Serena's father. He is ooh eccentric I don't know he's a real interesting character but it's an inspiring story of triumph triumph over adversity. Um, and will played the hell out of that character. He's like really crotchety. He's like loving and really driven, but he is firm in his beliefs and he ain't about to bend for anybody. So the crazy part is, so literally he and his wife planned to have these children just to execute this vision. So they had these kids for the sole purpose of making them tennis stars. Now think about, for those of you with children, think about your children did you plan to have these kids did you have their whole life planned out for them before i dare to say the answer is no as most people don't now we plan to have nori however we don't have her life mapped up this man had a plan he had it written down like a damn manuscript to the t and what's even mind-blowing is that shit worked it literally worked now in his dedication and some of it seems a little crazy, you know, there's a fine line between genius and insanity and he definitely told the line. But I will say it was one of the best movies I had seen in a long time and definitely worthy of will to win an award. Matter of fact, he should win all the awards for all the award shows for that role. Like it was so good. Um, So yeah. Ooh, I think that was enough. That was a lot, y'all. I know. I'm sorry. All right, that's it for your pop culture update. Okay, so let's talk about what Mimi is watching. So, I'm literally just going to roll these out <laughs> as I get uh you know, more and more episodes because Mimi has watched a lot of things. A lot of things. So I'm thinking we're going to talk about some of the new stuff. We'll get into the series, regular shows. Y'all know that I watch and stuff like that. But let's talk about some new new. So one of the things I have been watching is Nick Cannon's daytime talk show. Hey, Nick. So it came out back in September. And y'all, at first, I was solidly on the fence. I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. But I will say over time, it has definitely grown on me. It's. I like the positivity of the show, um, which is refreshing. He still talks about, you know, the hot topics, pop culture topics and stuff like that. But um, with a very positive yet honest kind of conversation, it's not messy or sloppy or anything like that. Um, It's definitely refreshing that he's in our age demographic. And I feel like everybody else on the TV is much older um, I don't DVR it, but I definitely tune in at two o'clock to see what he's talking about. Um, a lot of great convers conversation. He has good gas. He shares a lot of himself in his personal life as he is frequently a hot topic with all of his kids. And now he's expecting baby number eight and then one of his babies died not too long ago and just... He talks about, you don't know, know he got about 17 jobs and just balancing fatherhood and family and stuff like that. So it's a feel good daytime talk show. Um, also, I watched The Big Leap. So The Big Leap was a new show on Fox. And mm, how can I describe The Big Leap? So it's like... It revolves around like this diverse group of people who are essentially are like down on their luck, but they're wanting to change their lives and do something that's kind of more true to who they are, right? So more of like, kind of like living in your purpose in a way that you're not, like doing something you love versus just doing something to get by. So um, they are essentially doing this crazy ass reality show. It's a dance show, right? And they're supposed to build up to this live production of Swan Lake. And every week it was like I felt like I was on the edge. So my bestie T was watching it too. So we'd always um recap with one another every single episode, but it was like a good mix of the drama that you want to see in a show um But then you'd be sucked in. So you'd kind of end up going through all of your emotions. You'd pick and choose like what characters you were writing for and who you liked and didn't like and what you wanted to happen. And it was dramatic. It was a whole lot of everything. And the season wrapped up. I need to know if they're getting a season two. I don't know that. But it was such a good show. A good mix of funny and feel good at the same time. So. If you need some stuff to watch, I'm, I'm sure you could find it on, on demand. It came on Fox. And then what else? Oh, babe and I watched this show called Home Sweet Home, which was a new reality show. It was on NBC. And I think it aired on Fridays. It was a feel-good show. So it was like think about um what was that show that used to come on? Wife swap. So On wife swap, you would swipe wives and they'd go to these new families. Well, in this one, the whole family swap. So you would go live in somebody else's house and somebody else's family would come live in your house. Like that's how it was. Um, But it was funny, it was feel good, it was refreshing. So one of the families, they were, it was a black family and they moved into this other family's house and they like have a garden they grow their food they're like vegan they had chickens and so they had to live life as the vegan family did so they did the gardening they had to tend to the livestock and they had to eat the way they would eat and it was just it was a funny show to watch definitely family friendly something you know you could watch with the kids and stuff but babe and i really enjoyed it Um, It was several episodes. I can't remember how many in total, but it was a good watch. What else? Ooh, this one's a little heavier. So Babe and I also watched We Need to Talk About Cosby. Um, That one is, you can watch it out now. It's on Showtime, and it's hosted by W. Kamal Bell, um, who Babe and I, we're fans of. We watch his... um, Well, one, he's a comedian, but he also has another show that Babe and I watched. And so um, it was almost kind of like a no brainer for us to um, to watch this special. So we watch United United Shades of America, which is his other show. This one is a four part series and it gives you everything you want and don't want to know about Bill Cosby. So y'all know all the headlines and stuff that's been going on. It does not force you though, to feel or think one way or the other. They aren't trying to convince you to take a position, but it gives you the facts about everything and it allows you to draw your own conclusion. So spoiler alert, um, good people do bad things and you can be both in bad and good and those two things can and does exist in everybody, right? So some people may have a great experience with us and they're like, oh, we are so amazing. And somebody else might have a bad experience for us and be like, oh, she's a bitch, I don't like her. So just like those things exist for us, essentially that is the sum total of Bill Cosby. He was a piece of shit to some people and he was amazing for others. And everybody, both experiences are valid. Um, But... I will say there was like some information in history that I did not know about that was new and it was like dang it gave you something to think about my mom was definitely blown they also in clips from some of these shows he used to be in they talk about kind of how he built his Hollywood stature um like I knew about Fat Albert. Obviously, I was a little girl when it came out and I watched it, but he had some other shows that I never knew about. Some I had heard about and some I had not. They were just new altogether, but um, my position didn't change. And that was essentially that he did that shit. And that, again, you can have... A, one person can have a good experience with somebody and somebody else has can have a bad one and both of those are valid. So, um, But it was definitely predatory behavior. And they also fused in some clips from the Cosby show, y'all. I think that was probably the most shocking to me is his bad behavior was even weaved into the Cosby show. Some of it, I feel like we didn't see it. Um just cause your brain didn't go there. It didn't have a reason to go there, but watching it back now, you're like, Ugh, that's sketchy. So it was, it was good. It's only a, a four part series. So it's a relatively easy watch. And they do interview people who know him, people in the industry, um, whites, blacks, men, women, people from the Cosby show are on there. Martin from the Cosby show is on there. Um, he played Martin. I don't know his real name. Um, He was on there and executives from some of Bill Cosby old shows. Like it's a nice mixture of people and also women who are like, uh, he sexually assaulted me. So there's that. Um, All right, moving on. Raising Dion. Season two of Raising Dion came out. I binge watched the whole thing. And I just have to say that uh, it was only okay. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, honestly, after season one, I wasn't sure what would come about. Like as far as the storyline in a second season, I felt like they had wrapped up the story. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate it, but it didn't give me the warm and fuzzies from the first season. Um, I don't know if they will put out a third season. If they do, I would definitely watch it again, but I'm definitely looking to get that old thing back by way of feeling. So, um, I would say watch it if you're a fan of the show. Obviously, draw your own conclusion and then we can talk about it some more. So if you have an opinion, um, similar or contrary, do let me know. Y'all notify me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social and we can dish about it. But it was just OK for me. But let's talk about one of the absolute best things on television right now that I'm so in love with. And that is Abbott Elementary. It's good TV, y'all. So. The show is about a group of dedicated and passionate <laughs> teachers um they are teaching in Philly, and the principal is off the goddamn hook. She is definitely tone deaf to being a principal and the needs <laughs> of her students in her school and teachers, and larger part, she don't really care either um so they're kind of all thrown together um in this poor school like the odds are stacked to get against them it's not bad like east side high from lean on me but it's an underprivileged school for sure and you see how they kind of get by and get what they need to make the best of the situation um some of y'all probably went to schools like this um i went to school in the bronx before we moved to the dc area but i don't have a whole lot of memory of what that was like but yeah it is an incredible show. It's funny. It's funny. It's fucking funny. <laughs> um, stuff that shouldn't be funny is funny and stuff that should be funny is funny. Um, so the, the the stars of the show are the teachers, but the janitor is hilarious. I told you the principal is off the hook and it's just a feel good show. It's clean. You could watch it with your children if you so desire. Um Babe and I watch it. Nori watches it sometime. I think if she happens to be like at the dinner table while we're watching, but it's funny. Um, It stars Quinta Brunson, who actually it's her show. Um, It also stars Tyler James Williams, who was um, Chris and everybody hates Chris. Uh, Who else is in it? Janelle James, Shirley Ralph. Shirley Ralph is funny. She is more of the old school teacher who don't want your new fangled thoughts and technologies on how to teach. Um Lisa Ann Walter who I didn't really know but she is funny as hell. She a little bit gangster. Gives you like Italian vibes. I think her family's like in the mob or some shit. Um and Wo- uh William Stanford Davis. So also the really dope thing about this. So this gives so this show also reminds me of uh-huh, the Cosby show I just mentioned. Um back in the day when a Cosby show was on and family matters and we had so many black television shows this is this show reminds me of that error and um they so okay wait so the show airs on nbc and they have set a new record so the show's debut topped abc's numbers as the first comedy premiere to quadruple ratings from its original air date they also surpass modern family do y'all know how long the modern family have been on tv I'm here, you know, I'm re- I'm rooting for everybody Black always all the time, no days off. So, um I love that for them. Fun fact though. So the show is named Abbott Elementary and it's actually named after Quinta's 6th grade teacher whose real name is Miss Abbott. I thought that was so cute. She was on a late night show and they got to um Miss Abbott surprised her. And it was so sweet. She was all teary and emotional. She said she hadn't seen Miss Abbott since the sixth grade. So um, whoever your favorite teacher was who left a lasting impression on you, um, apparently you should, if you ever have a TV show, maybe you should honor them. (laughs) I'm joking, but that's exactly what she did, which is really cute. So Abbott Elementary airs on ABC on Tuesdays at nine o'clock. Well, at least in my region, Eastern Time. All right, so an ooh, another favorite thing I absolutely watched was Sweet Magnolia just came back with a season two, y'all. It came back at the top of February. This is a Netflix show, if you don't know. Maddie, Helen, Dana Sue are back in stride again. And this time they learn who was in a car crash. So the, there was a car crash with the kids, At the cliffhanger of season one, and so obviously, they open right back up with that. Now, if you watch season one and you kind of don't remember everything, they have a really good recap that plays before season two starts. So, you don't necessarily have to go back and watch it all unless you just want to. But the recap is really good, it definitely brings everything back to the forefront. So, I love the first season, but season two was even better if you could imagine such a thing it was so good that i planned to watch it all over again like it was the first time um so for those of you who have never watched sweet magnolia shame on you it's about three south carolina women who are who have been best friends since high school and they lean on each other and so you see the complexities of their romance career and family and they're from a small town called serenity and everybody knows everybody's business um, so it stars uh Joanna Garcia Swisher, Brooke Elliott, and Heather Headley. Yes, the singer Heather Headley. Um, it's an amazing show. All right. This one too is another favorite. So the newest jewel to land on Prime Video is Harlem. Y'all, this was a quick watch for me. So it's a 10 episode series, and it follows four girlfriends who met while they were attending NYU. And now they're like in their 30s. They live in Harlem, obviously. And they're trying to balance and figure out life and love and careers and being professional and all of this. The short of it is, this is the sex in the city we needed. Now, I am a fan of sex in the city, but it's, it's, it's a white show with limited black people in it. And it's very white people experiences. Harlem is not. It's for the blacks. Anybody can watch it. You don't have to be black. That's not a requirement, but you will get it and experience differently if you are black. That is the difference. So it gives us the same sex, drama, fashion, friendship, men, real shit, drinks, all of that that we love. Um, It's the stuff we do with our own girlfriends. So it stars Megan Good. She's Camille and then Grace Byers as Quinn. So Grace is from Empire And then Shaniqua Shonday, I think is how you say her name, as Angie. I wasn't familiar with her. She's funny as hell, but I wasn't familiar with her. And then Jerry Johnson as Ty. I wasn't familiar with her either. But this is another one that is so good that I plan to watch it again. Bonus, they were renewed for season two. So I can't wait to see what they come up with next. But... It was exactly what I wanted. Um, Y'all know I like some vulgar shit. It's a comedy, so it is funny. Um, It's some man candy in there along the way and everything. So you gonna get your fix, but it was a really good show. All right, Um, lastly, Insecure. So while I was out, um, Insecure wrapped up. It came, it saw, it conquered. As far as I'm concerned, it gave what it was supposed to have gave. And the final season was, I would say it was everything we wanted. So I think they did a great job of kind of wrapping up everyone's story and putting a pretty little bow on it. And we got to see if Issa picked, um, it went back to Lawrence or whatever when he had the baby and Molly found love and got married and... Um, They showed each character equally, and the storylines were fitting to the characters, um, but also progressive in a way that it made sense, and you see them going on to the next chapters of their lives. So that was a really, really good one, and I'm sure if you didn't watch, you could definitely binge the whole season. I want to say... I feel like Insecure had about like five seasons. I think it was five seasons. Um, And it was on HBO. I think it's all, it might even be on Hulu. Y'all know Hulu be picking up everything. So um, you could probably watch it on there too, but it was really good. So I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in it because that was a lot, and that's going to be it for what Mimi is watching. We will get into some more on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, for subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Mimi Said What is back. I appreciate you. I look forward to conversing with you more. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And if you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag MimiSetWhat. Until next time, cuties.